0: But well, Good morning y'all and happy Lord's Day. Thank you. It's weird being in the gym and the speakers and I hear myself echoing, right? Happy Lord's Day, 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 day. You're going to get five homilies today, day, day, day. It's just the way, just the way it's going to work. Y'all, it is good to be here. It's good to be able to come together as church, as family, to be able to celebrate this Holy Mass. You know, being in a basketball gym reminds me, I may have told you this story growing up as a kid. um, I was athletic to a certain degree in certain sports, but one of the sports that I was not anywhere close to being uh, good in was basketball. So being in a basketball gym kind of makes me, (laughs) increase a little anxiety attack inside of me. No, I'm kidding. Um, But I remember that moment, like as kids, you remember this, you're lined up, the two best basketball players are right in front of you and they get to pick their team the anxiety that would go through my little heart was crazy right because I was never gonna be the first one to be picked I was always the last one to be picked right and so I'm just my heart my little heart was pounding like oh my gosh I'm not gonna get on the team right um, because no one wanted to pick me right I was too white too short I couldn't play basketball um, <laughs> but I remember that moment you're being chosen you're being excluded right And it makes me think, is God a God of exclusivity? Is God a God of being chosen? Is God a God of electing? Yeah, (laughs) He is. God is a God of exclusivity. You, You might be going, Father, where are you going with this? My God that I know gives everybody participation awards, right? (laughs) He's not a God of exclusivity, but yes, he is. He is a God of exclusivity. He is a God who chooses some over others. Think about it. It's laced throughout scripture. God chooses Israel over all the other nations. The other nations, you could say, are excluded from the chosen people. God chooses Mount Zion to be the holy mountain where He reveals His covenant over all the other mountains God chooses Mount Zion leaves the other ones out they were much bigger mountains than Mount Zion God chooses a dwelling place the temple of all the holy places in Israel God chooses the temple and excludes all the other holy places think about it with people right God chose the sacrifice of Abel and not Cain's God chose Jacob and not Esau God chose David and not Saul so when you choose something it automatically means something is being excluded correct? Well, today that's kind of problematic. We don't like exclusivity today. We like to have everybody included in everything that we do. And so today's readings, I wanna break open why does God exclude and choose and set apart and what is he doing in that within our own lives? You see, this first reading from Isaiah Um, Who is Isaiah? Well, Isaiah is a prophet, of course But Isaiah was a Jew Isaiah loved the rituals Isaiah loved the mountain of Mount Zion Isaiah loved the temple He loved the liturgies Isaiah knew that the Jewish people were the chosen people of God He was one of them But yet today's reading, from Isaiah chapter 56, is shocking. Listen to this, he says, and the foreigners who will join themselves in the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, all right, the foreigners that Isaiah is speaking about are the Gentiles, are the pagans. So Isaiah is given a prophecy that in the days to come, in the days of the Messiah, the foreigners who were excluded from the chosen people of Israel, those foreigners are going to come and worship in the temple. They're going to come, it says, and offer up acceptable sacrifices to God. It says God will find pleasure in their burnt offerings. Guys, this is mind-blowing for a Jew. For him to prophesize in this way blows their mind. Because that's not how they knew God to be. They were the chosen people. The temple was where they offered their sacrifice. And now Isaiah is coming along and saying, hey, guess what? It doesn't change the fact that you're still the chosen people. This is the chosen line that the Messiah is going to come in. But God has a bigger plan, and he's going to include the Gentiles in what you thought was an exclusive group. He says, for on that mountain, I will make them joyful in my house of prayer, the Gentiles, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The house of God, the house of prayer, he says, is going to be called a house of prayer for everybody, not just the Jews. Everybody's included in this. And he even says it again in Isaiah chapter 2. Listen to this. He says, on the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of mountains. Again, setting up the mountain, Mount Zion, excluded, separated from the other mountains. It's going to be the highest mountain. And what's going to happen on this mountain? It shall be raised above the hills, and all nations will flow to it. Now we see something different. Why is the mountain chosen? Why is God setting this mountain apart as the highest of mountains? Well, it's not for its own sake. It's why. So that all the nations will flow to it. It's being set apart not for itself, but for the sake of the nations. That's why. So whenever God chooses, whenever God excludes from one group to the next, he does it not for the person's sake, but for the sake of something bigger and someone else. And for Israel, them being chosen was not for their own sake. It was for the sake of the nations. Israel was to be the light to the entire nation, to the whole world. And when Israel got that wrong, when they started getting pompous and arrogant and thinking, well, I'm the chosen people. It's all about me. It's not about you. It's all about the Israelites and not about your particular group. That's when Israel would begin to have a downfall. Because they forgot why they were chosen. It wasn't for their own sake. It was for the sake of the nations. And when they lost that perspective, they lost who they were. It's important that we see that. Because Jesus today is fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. What happens? In Matthew chapter 15, Jesus encounters a Canaanite woman. That means she is not a Jewish woman. She's not of the chosen people of Israel. She's a Canaanite, a Gentile. Listen what happens. This woman comes to Jesus and she says to him, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. Parents, you might be able to relate to that. (laughs) How many times you're like, I think my kids have the devil in them, Father. (laughs) You need to come perform an exorcism on them. Right? This, (laughs) This woman is begging Jesus, come, Lord, Son of David, have mercy. My daughter is possessed. And remember, she's not a Jew. And what does Jesus do? It says, but he did not answer her a single word. Jesus ignored her (laughs) completely, did not even acknowledge her existence, didn't look at her and say, that's not my problem. He ignored her. Not a word was spoken to her. I was like, man, sometimes I feel like that too, huh? I'm crying out to God. Lord, Lord, help me with this. Have mercy. And like, man, is God listening? He's quiet sometimes. And it seems as though he's ignoring. And that's what he's doing here. But watch. Watch what he's doing. He's a master. The disciples come to Jesus and they beg Jesus. Send her away. For she is crying out after us. So this is a woman who if she can't get to Jesus, she's going to his buddies that are surrounding him and she is nagging them. Do you know anybody who nags, right? They they nag and nag and nag and they don't stop talking until they get what they want. That's this woman, right? Might remind me a little bit of my grandma, but that's okay, right? So the disciples go to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, will you do something? Straight up, send her away, they tell him. Just get her out from our midst. She is under my skin. She won't stop talking. And again, Jesus does not even look at her. He says to the disciples, and I I can just picture she's right there listening, right? He says, I was sent only to the lost sheep Of the house of Israel. The lost sheep of the house of Israel is the Jews. Another way to say the Jews, right? So Jesus states a fact, a truth. I wasn't sent for her, for the Gentiles. I was sent for the Jews. And she acknowledges this truth. And she does not look at Jesus and say, How dare you exclude me? What does she say to him? She still comes to him persistent. She says, Lord, help me. And Jesus answers her. It is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. <laughs> A little insult to injury there, right? He's telling her, it's not right that I take what's supposed to be given to the Jews and throw it to the dogs. He just called this woman a dog like are you kidding me that would not go well in our society Imagine that and really to make it a little softer the Greek word for dog that's used here is really puppy (laughs) So it's kind of cute But it's still insulting It's not right to take what's supposed to be for the Jews and give it to the Gentiles It's true it can't be changed. And she knows that. Listen how she responds to this. She doesn't sit there and fuss with him and say, yeah, but I believe in equal rights. You've got to give me that also. That's not what she does. She says to Jesus, yes, Lord. She recognizes it. It's true. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Brilliant she approaches Jesus in humility she recognizes the truth yes I know that I know that you're sent for the Jews and not for the Gentiles I get that but even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of the master she's not asking for that which the Jews have she's asking for just a share in some of those graces even a little 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 bit and it's because of her humility that Jesus' heart is moved with mercy. And he says to her, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done according to what you are asking of me. You see, Jesus cannot refuse a humble heart. When a heart comes to him in truth and in humility, Jesus' heart is moved with pity and mercy. And so this is how Jesus fulfills today the prophecy of Isaiah. One day, there's going to be foreigners, Gentiles, coming into the house of prayer and they will offer up sacrifice and worship and Jesus, God, will find it acceptable. It's incredible. And where does this happen? You see, Jesus has this place for it to happen. It's called the Catholic Church. The word Catholic simply means the definition is universal. That's what Catholic means. That you're a part of a church that started in Israel with 12 men and they went out and they took the gospel to the ends of the world. They took it to the Jews and the Gentiles alike and the church spread and it became the universal church. You go now, today, in the 21st century, anywhere in the world, on every continent, you will find the Catholic Church. We're universal. All the nations stream towards us. Why? Because this is how God set it up. It's His doing, not ours. Why do we exist as Catholics? We don't exist for ourselves, we exist for others. We exist for the salvation of all men and women throughout the entire world. That's why Catholics exist. How did this happen? It was through baptism. When you and I were baptized, you were chosen by God, separated from the rest of humanity in a sense God excluded everyone else and chose you in baptism and your body became a dwelling place of the Most High God. Your body became a temple where God chose to dwell. This is mind-blowing. This is what God does in order to take this message to the ends of the world. He has chosen you and me through baptism. Scripture says, It is not you who chose me, but I who chose you. God chose you. Not because you were the cutest little baby in Thibodeau. Not because you have all the gifts in the world. Not because you're the richest. Not because you're the poorest. Not because you're the most talented. God chose you because he's a father and he wants to bring his children to himself. And he wants to set you on a mission did you realize that when you were baptized you and I became missionaries a missionary does not exist for himself a missionary exists for the service of other people that's what you and I are we're missionaries and guess what we get it wrong whenever we think it's all about me when I think well I'm Catholic and they're not Catholic and I'm better than what they are because we have the fullness of the truth and they don't Jesus founded my church and he didn't found their church like we get it wrong when we enter into that kind of thinking we're universal all the nations will stream towards us and we have to be a people of missionary discipleship that goes out and brings people in that's what we're called to that's how God crosses this line yes it is true that the Catholic Church was founded by Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, we can't change that fact. But I don't have to hold it over people's heads. We have to serve. That's what Jesus calls us to. Whenever my existence as a Catholic exists for the sake of the others, then we get it right. Then we begin to have a heart and a church that's on fire with God's love because we exist for the other and not just for me. It's not about what I get out of it. It's about what I'm giving back because God set me on mission the day that I was baptized to go out to the whole world and to take the gospel there. Like that's our purpose. And when we don't get our purpose right, we don't get our identity right. And we don't get out of this what we're supposed to and so yeah it's a big challenge it is a big challenge but it's how we will be fulfilled right and so today think about that God chose you God equipped you and God has sent you out and this is where we come to mass to receive the holy eucharist to receive the food for the journey and the spirit at the very end of mass i will say go out i send you out in the name of the father son and the holy spirit so that you can go out and bring this gospel message to the whole world so that we do what we're meant to do and people will come streaming to the house of god which is the house of prayer that includes everybody into this family of God, amen?